Liner fans, sometimes, sometimes the train just goes off the rails. Um, Niner Nate here with you. Welcome to the Niner Nation podcast, and I'm going to try my best to be more positive than the show that was on yesterday, on Sunday, actually, after the game. Uh, I understand things aren't great in Ninerland, but, you know, there's still some stuff we need to talk about. Um the injuries are really killing this team, and I think there's a lot to talk about from this game, um, even though I never, ever, 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 ever want to watch it again. So let's get into a quick NFC West recap. Starting to look like it's out of hand, but we'll still do it every week. The Arizona Cardinals took out the horrible New York Jets, which we we all knew they would, 30-10, uh, to 10, and I mean, did anyone on their right mind think the Jets are actually going to win a game this year? I don't think so. Uh, and then the LA Rams took out the Washington football team 30 to 10 as well. And that's your opponent next week. The Rams have looked really good. Uh, I was reading a stat line that said that they're one of the most balanced offenses in the NFL right now. And they're coming on Sunday and we just had the game we had. It's not looking great. It's a little scary uh, specifically just because I don't know if they're ready for the task of, this Rams team. And I don't know if, you know, they just haven't played anyone good. They've only played the NFC East and then the Buffalo bills and the Buffalo bills are terror are not, I'm sorry. The Buffalo bills are awesome. Um, and they barely lost to the Buffalo bills and they've pretty much torn apart the NFC East. Um, except for the Cowboys who, you know, it was week one, weird things happen. This Rams team could be, it could actually give Seattle a run for their money. Speaking of the Seahawks, they won in a thriller because they have Russell Wilson, uh, 27-26 over the Minnesota Vikings. And I don't think anybody on their right mind thought that there was any chance that the Vikings took care of Seattle in Seattle, even without the fans. But looking back on it, it doesn't surprise me at all to say to you guys that good old Mike Zimmer made a mistake that cost them the game by not going for the field goal, instead going for a fourth down, trying to ice it, and then giving the ball back to Russell Wilson, who then went on to win the game with the pass to DK Metcalf. And that team's really scary. Their defense is really bad, but they find ways to make big stops when it matters. And um, I don't think they've played anyone particularly that good, except for that new, uh, new England team that we'll see in a week here. But they're starting to run away with it. I think the 5-0 is their, their, the best record they've ever had as a football team. So not looking too great for winning the NFC West. A lot of competition, and, and you got the Rams coming in. But let's get into the beatdown that was Miami 43, San Francisco 17. And first of all, you know, as, we, as you all know, like to know, we like to stay pretty positive here on the forum. Or I'm sorry, on the Niner Nation podcast. But – we're going to get a little unpositive here. It's going to get a little, little unfun. Uh, the first takeaway is Brian Allen should have never been in that situation for them to score 21 points like they did. It was clear from the get-go that Brian Allen had no idea how to stop anybody on the Dolphins. And it was clear from the get-go that Fitzpatrick knew that and was going to exploit that. And it's really on Robert Sala to realize that there's no reason Brian, Brian Allen should be out there at all. Like, I understand you're banged up at corner. I get it. You're banged up at pass rusher. I get it. But the problem I've had with, with Salah this season is from the minute Nick Bosa went down, they have not adjusted at all. 
it feels like to me that Robert Sala was just handed this tremendous, tremendous pass rush and he didn't have to do any work to really fix the team. You know, it was just, here's an awesome pass rush. You have some okay corners. You're going to win games. You're going to play good football because you're giving no quarterback any time to throw the ball. And now the pass rush is taking a hit with the Nick Bosa injury. And you're seeing, you know, Kerry Hyder has been awesome. Eric Armstead's really getting double teamed a lot of the time. Kinlaw has been a really good bright spot, but they're just not getting to the quarterback as fast as they were before. So having a less talented corner in Brian Allen, granted the other corner is Jason Brett, who's been awesome. But having Brian Allen out there, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm just going to think and dunk, just throw the ball on him all day, just kill him. And that's exactly what they did. You know, th- th- so many times Brian Allen was one-on-one coverage with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, and they just killed him. And the thing is, Brian Allen should have never been put in that position, whether that's on whether that's on Witherspoon for saying he wasn't all the way. I don't care. It's on Salah. It's Salah's fault. He hasn't adjusted. He hasn't figured out how to get better. He hasn't done anything to make up for this team's deficiencies. I think they've blitzed, they've blitzed Fred Warner a couple more times, but there's just nothing doing. There's nothing that has changed on this defense to get better and move with the times. And it looks like Sherman's not coming back for a couple more weeks now. So if Mosley's not out there against the Rams, you can count on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and just just to get to demolished. And that's the problem is Brian Allen is in an NFL corner. He's a practice squad player they brought up. There was no reason he ever should have been in there. Jamar Taylor got killed. Jamar Taylor shouldn't have been in there. I understand they're banged up. Injuries are happening. This season sucks because of how bad the injuries have been. But it's up to the coaching staff to realize that the players they're putting in aren't being put in a position to be successful and they're not being put in a position where they can overcome these, these injuries. It's crazy. You know, they're, the team is just constantly injured. Quan Alexander has a high ankle sprain and I didn't even see him get hurt. So it, it's just nuts. This team cannot stay healthy. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to blame on it, but at the same time, I understand the team's not healthy, but Brian Allen is not the answer at corner, and there should be something something else they can do. Someone else move a safety over. There's a question. We'll get to some some of Kyle Sh- uh, Shanahan's conference towards the end of the show today. I want to. There's a couple questions in there I just want to talk about, but the plan for this game was awful, and it shows in so many different ways from, you know with our second takeaway, the O-line has got to get fixed. The O-line has been so bad. And so Kyle Shanahan's plan going into this game was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, the running running game worked great, but the O-line still sucks. And so when you're behind 21 points, 14 points, you got to throw the ball. Well, you don't have an O-line that can protect a quarterback, you know, let alone a quarterback who's probably not all healthy. Like it was just, it was a total show. And it was probably one of the hardest Niner games to watch from a fan perspective since probably Chip Kelly. I think this is probably the worst game I've seen from Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, I want to believe in these guys and I want to believe they're going to get it fixed. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan even said, we'll get into some of these. The plan was to run the ball. They don't want to throw the ball. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously wasn't fully healthy. I know we're jumping around, but... It, this was this was a terrible, terrible performance from the 49ers. There were so many problems. There was no adjustments. And, you know, three losses now 
with Seattle being five and zero, starts to feel like, you know, that that winning the division's pretty gone at this point. Um, I mean, you could beat the Rams, and that could be big, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't even feel like they, they might they're gonna make the playoffs at this point. I mean, I don't want to. I want to be too down on them, but th- there's things aren't great right now, and the O line has been consistently awful in a way that I just never expected because Trent Williams is a better player than Joe Staley. He's getting destroyed. There's terrible miscommunications on the line. We'll get into those, those, some of the stuff that Shanahan said, CJ said it. A lot of people were saying it after the game that there's, there's just no communication on this line. They're missing assignments. I don't know what's going on with this line. They should be so much better. Weston Richburg is still, you know, he's still supposed to come back and maybe it'll improve. He'll move Garland over. Nobody was good yesterday on the, on the offensive line. Here's a, here's a real quick. So the 49ers pressures allowed by PFF McGlinchey four. He sucks. He's awful. I don't know if he's going to clean it up, but he's been terrible. Brunskill had three. Ben Garland had two. Trent Williams had two and Lakin Tomlinson had one, but Lakin Tomlinson missed assignments. It was just the offensive line has been so bad. It's been so just not clean and it's going to get a quarterback killed. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously wasn't fully healthy out there. I think we all know that watching this game, you know, and Shanahan even said, you know, there's certain things that, you know, they noticed that weren't going on, that he wasn't healthy. And why put him out there? You know, the O-line is bad. Why put him out there in the first place? Why even risk it? Play CJ Beathard. He's suck. He's terrible. Like I know he's terrible, but why risk your starting quarterback in this game? Why risk putting Brian Allen out there? There's so many questions. There's so many things that are, you know, driving me crazy about this game and so many things that just didn't make sense. And I can only, I can hope it's a one-off, you know, this isn't going to happen again, but the quarterback situation is starting to look like there's a problem. And that's another takeaway from this game is that the quarterback situation, whether or not Garoppolo was healthy, Beathard and Mullins cannot perform under pressure with an O-line that can't block. Garoppolo could do it his first year when he came in. He was, he was decent in, you know, those situations where the line wasn't great. He was actually decent. But when he wasn't fully healthy, wasn't fully mobile, and he couldn't do anything, that O-line was going to get him killed. I understand why they pulled him. I think maybe they shouldn't have even put him out there. They probably should have started CJ. They probably rushed him back because you really, I mean, Shanahan knows. This team doesn't want to throw the ball because they have a quarterback problem. They don't have an elite quarterback on the roster. You know, I love Jimmy Garoppolo as much as anybody, but he's not elite. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's a decent guy who can run the system. And that's what he's always been. That's why we didn't win the Super Bowls because the quarterback could not perform at an elite level towards the end. And whether that was on the defense, which it was in some ways, it was also on the quarterback, it was also on the play calling. doesn't matter. The quarterback situation on this team is not ideal. And I'm hoping, you know, I've said it a couple times this year, I'm hoping this was like an aberration from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm starting to believe it's not. Starting to believe that maybe the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo will part ways at the end of the season. I hope I'm wrong. You know, there's still a lot of season left, but right now nothing Jimmy Garoppolo has shown through five games has given me any confidence that he is the guy going forward. And it sucks to say that because I really like the guy. I think that he, you know, he really does. The players like him. I think Shannon likes him. I think the problem was is he wasn't healthy in this game and he threw two bad picks. They didn't cost them points because the defense played well enough because they got 
They got because they got Brian Allen out of there and put Weatherspoon in. And why Weatherspoon wasn't starting is so beyond me. And I don't know. I don't know if it was what Dante Whitner said this week about how he just, you know, he wasn't, he didn't know if he was ready and that's on him and he's soft and blah, 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 blah. We, we could talk about how Dante, how uh, Witherspoon's soft and all we want, but it's on Witherspoon to know. And it's on, actually it's not, it's not even on Witherspoon. It's on Salah to know that Brian Allen's going to get torched out there. And he did not, did not come in with a game plan that was ready for Devonte Parker or Preston Williams and a Dolphins team. That's not as bad as a lot of people think, you know, they played that Patriots team pretty tough the first week. They put 30 points up on the bills. Like they're not a terrible team as we thought. And they showed that they aren't. And Fitz magic came out. It comes out every once in a while. It wasn't out against the Seahawks, but you know, he's a very off and on type of quarterback. And he came out against this Niners defense. that's pretty banged up and, they took care of business and, and they really embarrassed the Niners in a way I haven't seen the Niners get embarrassed in a long, long time. And it sucks. Uh, the run game, it's working. Let's do that. Let's get some leads early and run the ball because Raheem Mostert is just awesome. He, when he goes out and runs, that guy never stops moving his feet. He's just a great running back and, he, they've shown the Niners have shown they can run the ball even with the poor offensive line play they can run the ball like no tomorrow and they're gonna run the ball as long as they have a lead but if you're behind they have to throw they don't want to throw especially when their offensive line can't pass block and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't fully healthy which he wasn't last night so the run game's great they need to run the ball some more keep running I'm hoping they can run the ball on the Rams I don't know I'm really worried Aaron Donald's gonna kill kill Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday. I don't see any scenario in which this offensive line figures out their problems within the next four days, but I can hope. I mean, the final takeaway here is like, this is an uphill battle. You know, the injuries suck and, you know, but every team's dealing with injuries, maybe not as many as the Niners, but every team is dealing with injuries right now. And it comes down to the coaching staff and the players to overcome those and, and find a way to not make this a lost season whether or not the season's going to get canceled because of COVID, because I have my own opinions on that as well, but they have to find a way to go out and play good football for the rest of this year and find a way to overcome adversity and win some games and put, put away some, some teams that maybe people don't have them putting away, find ways to win. And if you can get some wins, you can against some teams, you maybe people don't think you're going to beat. You could still slip in as a wild card, maybe. I don't know. But if this continues and they don't win a game until they play Washington, the Washington football team, then a lot of changes are coming. And none of them, let me just make this final so everybody knows, none of them are to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. None of them. Kyle Shanahan is not leaving anywhere. Now, Robert Sala, he can leave. If it comes down to it and he needs to leave, that's fine. You know, he was probably going to go for a co-head coaching gig. I don't know if he's going to go for one anymore, but a head coaching gig was probably where he was going to be on his way to. And I don't think, I think they can part ways with him and be fine. He inherited one of the best pass rushes ever last year and they killed it. Well, they don't have one of the best pass rushes anymore and they're not killing it. They're not getting killed, but the, 
decision to put out Brian Allen was on Salah. And it was horrible. That was a horrible decision to put him out there. He got burned and he got embarrassed. So that's my piece. I'm angry a little bit now. I'm trying to stay positive. I try to talk about the run game. The run game's good. Ayuk is still good. There's some, there's some good position. The defense is not getting completely burned besides Brian Allen. Let's talk about some of these Kyle Shanahan quotes. Some of them are a little long. I'm going to read them, uh, read them out to you, and then I'll just give a couple thoughts. Uh, first question is, and so specifically with yesterday, it looked like to the layman, like Brian should not have been out there and Akello should have been. So what was on there as far as the decision-making with all the levels that you have to go through to make those determinations? Yeah, I thought Akello was going to be good throughout the week. He did not look that way on Wednesday. Um, again, didn't look like that on Thursday. Um, then I talked to him Wednesday night and Saturday and made the decision that it was like it looked in practice um, and like he said. So uh, that made us go with other two guys, but he was willing to dress in case of an emergency. If Akello said he was ready, why wasn't he ready at the start of the game? That's the thing is you have to be ready to go. Like most players want to go out and play. That's the thing. They don't want to sit on the sideline and, and nurse a little hamstring injury. Like Dante Whitner might be right. He called him soft. And I think there, there's some, some truth to that. If you're Witherspoon, you have to know that this practice squad guy is going to get killed out there. Whether or not you think you can do it or not, you have to take one for the team. There's got to be something because he was fine out there. He got burned a couple times. It wasn't like he was great, but he was better than anything Brian Allen was doing. And so I just don't get it from the perspective of why isn't Akello going out there and playing? And I think that this is part of the reason we're going to see Akella Witherspoon walk away after this season because there's just no point in keeping anymore. He's not a good corner. He got out beat by Emmanuel Mosley, an undrafted free agent. And I don't know. I'm pretty mad with Witherspoon, and I don't, I'm not a really a huge fan of, of keeping him on this roster going forward after that. That's stupid. Next one. How did Jimmy come into the building today? What was your thought process with him in terms of deciding your quarterback situation for Sunday? Jimmy came in good. I mean, I know he's sore from the first half. I think his ankle's a little bit sore and his body a little bit from some of the hits that he had, but um, nothing that made it worse. And it was like you expected after a game, um, nothing too bad happened. We got him out of there before that did. So we'll see how he is on Wednesday. I expect him to be at least the same, if not better. So hopefully we can get a week of that and have no setbacks Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And hopefully we get him out there Sunday night. What is going on? Why are we even playing him if there's, if there's any chance that he's going to get killed with this offensive line? Like I just said. The offensive line is awful. Shanahan knows it's awful. And we're, obviously we're not doing anything to fix it, which is another part of the problem. There's got to be something Shanahan can do to, to just get some more blockers out there or something because this offensive line is getting killed every game and they're about to play the best football player in the entire world in Aaron Donald who's going to just murder this offensive line. So what are we doing? CJ ended up coming out and he sucked, but at least have CJ start the game and not risk Jimmy Garoppolo, when it's clear that he can't move and he's still dealing with the, the, the problems. Next question. It seemed like you guys were having issues communicating and protecting and maybe identifying it from the quarterback position. What do you see on tape and how do you correct that going forward? Yeah, we had five, five sacks. I think three of them, we had busts on protections. Are you kidding me? Come on. 
these guys have been playing together. These It's not like Trent Williams came in. Yeah, but these guys have been playing together for a while. We shouldn't have busts on protections. Like, what are we doing? I understand this whole COVID thing's bad, but like, what are we doing? When you end up throwing the ball a lot more than you anticipate and a lot more than you ever want to, um, those things are what come up. They wanted to run the ball down the Dolphins' throat. That was what they wanted to do. And as soon as that happened that they had to throw the ball, they didn't know what to do. I think we're throwing the ball too much. Um, that's a situation that I got to try to control better. And hopefully we can play better as a team um, to where we make it easier for me to control that. Throwing the ball too much because of your own mess up for putting Brian Allen out there and putting yourself in that deficit. That's so annoying. We'll get to one more. What has changed your mind that has driven you away from running the ball as much as you did last year? I mean, I think last year that, you know, we, I mean, look at every game up to eight and no, I don't think we were in a, in a close game until we were eight and no. Um, I like what I see on tape, the way we're blocking, not every time, but if you don't move the chains on third down, you don't stay out there. You're not going to see that many more run plays. So um, I don't see a big difference in how we're blocking. Um, I just think we needed some better situations. I agree. We need to find ways to get ahead early. It's the biggest takeaway from Shanahan's conference. It's the biggest takeaway from this game. You have to get away, get ahead early. And if you get behind, you cannot get behind two, three scores. Because right now, with the way this offensive line is, it's going to be very hard to come back. So, I mean, I'm going to leave you guys with this. They've got to get healthy. Number one, they got to run the ball and Jimmy Garoppolo has to play better. Those are the three biggest things that have to happen going forward. You know, if Garoppolo comes out and lays another stinker next week, we're going to have to talk about what's next because that is the end of the season if they lose. You go two and four because they're not going to beat the Packers. They're not going to beat the Patriots. They're not going to beat the Seahawks. Might beat the Saints, maybe. But the Saints hate your guts because of what happened last year, and Michael Thomas is coming back soon. And yeah, Drew Brees can't throw, but with Michael Thomas, it can at least mask some of that. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yes, they've played poorly. They've lost games they should have won, but they still have Kyle Shanahan. And I just hope to God that he can adjust, get better. It's a little rough right now in Ninerland. The, uh, the train is stopped for now. We'll see what we can do against the Rams. We'll see what we can do in the next couple of weeks, but... Right now, it's looking like uh, this could possibly be a lost season. I hate to say it because I want to be the, the conductor. I want to be excited. You know, the hype train never stopped. It's got to stop for now because they, there's a lot of problems that they got to get figured out. But it can continue going. It can get, get better. But it's up to Salah and Shanahan to figure out the problems, figure out ways to overcome the, the adversity, figure out ways to overcome the injuries, figure out ways to – it's very hard. Their odds aren't in their favor. But if it's anyone, it's, anyone can do it, it's, it's Shanahan. I really trust Shanahan, and I think that they're going to get this figured out. They're going to look a lot better against the Rams. They're not going to get blown out on national television. That's what I'm going to leave you with. No more injuries. Go Niners. Beat the Rams. Don't let Aaron Donald kill one of our players. We'll see you next week.